0: Well, let me direct your attention tonight, if I may, to Judges chapter number 21. Judges chapter 21, a well-known verse. We're just going to read one verse, but it certainly summarizes uh, the book of Judges. I uh, began pastoring here 10 years, uh, 10 years ago, so that's uh, hard to believe. Started the book of Genesis, <laughs> and uh, so we've gone... On Sunday mornings, just book by book, and so we've come to uh, the book of Judges. I'm glad to tell you that right now we're in the book of Ruth, and so that's been a breath of fresh air uh, coming out of the book of Judges. In fact, I'd like to tie into that towards the end of the message. So I don't want to be real lengthy tonight. So I want to try to just to get right to it. I've got a lot of my heart, and mind, um, to try to get across. So let's look at this verse. How about we uh, stand in honor of God's word? I I realize you're watching from home and I'm not sure what your custom is, but that's uh, typically our custom here. And so just just one verse, but it's repeated in several contexts here in the book of Judges. It's mentioned uh, kind of in a covert way in chapter 14. Uh, in some of the statements of Samson, how that he said about the woman of Timnath that she pleaseth me well. In other words, he was saying, she's right in my eyes. And then it's mentioned specifically, I mean, this verse we're gonna read in chapter 21 and verse number 25 is specifically mentioned in, in chapter 17 in verse six that there was, as we see here, there was in those days, there was no king in Israel and every man did that, which was right in his own eyes. Well, it's mentioned in chapter 17. It's mentioned um, also, to some degree, in chapter 18 and verse 1, in those day, there, days, there was no king in Israel. And the implication was every man was doing that, which was right in his own eyes. Chapter 19, verse 1, also indicates the same. There's no king in Israel in those days. By the way, uh, the problem is not that they did not have a king, because later, as you get into the kings and chronicles and such, then you read that there are days when they had kings and they were still doing wicked. So... The presence or absence of a human king wasn't necessarily the issue. The issue was more the issue of the heart and their rejection of God's authority in their life. So I know I've already alluded to the verse, but while you're still standing, uh, let's read verse 25 of Judges chapter 21. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So tonight, I'd like just to encourage and challenge you with this thought. Um, the series, as I called it through the book of Judges, was this the downward spiral of an aspiring nation. The downward spiral of an aspiring nation. They wanted to go up as a nation. But because they rejected God, actually the result was not just a cycle of folly, but rather take that cycle, turn it on its side. They went further and further down as a nation. So I've got to tell you that as I went through the book of Judges, it felt very relevant to our uh, day and time here in the United States of America, and really uh, sadly so. Uh, but I'm thankful there's hope for us. Let me give you the title of the message tonight, The Rain. of of man's opinion, the reign, it said there was no king in those days, but here we have the reign of man's opinion and the decline of a nation. The reign of man's opinion and the decline of a nation. The underlying cause of collapse. The underlying cause of collapse, but also this, I don't want to end on a, on a negative note, and the way Back, the recovery after a national crisis. So, how about we have a word of prayer? We'll get to it here tonight. Father, I thank you for the dear folks in San Leandro and that Bay Area in the times that Angie and I have enjoyed there, and it's been a blessing. I thank you for my um, connection there and friends, and I just pray that this would be a great blessing to the whole church and continue to help Pastor Fong as he leads the dear people there. And as they go into phase one and two and three and making progress, I pray, God, that you would give them great uh, help and that they might be a testimony to the people living in that area. Now, we pray your blessings upon this message tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, as you're seated, we're going to get right into the message here from God's Word tonight. Well, if you've been a, a Bible reader, then you know that the book of Judges uh, records what we've already alluded to, and that would be the decline of the nation of Israel. There's a helpful uh, commentary by the man, uh, a man named Daniel Block that was of great help as I made my way through uh, the series. And he said this in, in reference to the verse that we're considering here uh, tonight. He said, by the time that we reach the end of the book, the Israelites about whom we read, are scarcely distinguishable from the Canaanites whom they were to replace. In other words, you could barely tell a difference between the way that the people of God, the Israelites, the, the fact of the matter is that they were God's people, but they sure were not living like it. They were barely distinguishable from the inhabitants of the land of Canaan. Now, um, I'm thankful that God's work still goes on even in in a day just like that because um, as I watched the video uh, that, that you had at the 20th year mark, then there's a marked difference between in what God has done in your life as the people living in that Bay Area than the people that are there. and That doesn't mean that you are any better than the folks that live there. You know that it's only by the grace of God that any of us are, are living and serving God. We're not good people who do bad things every now and then. We're actually wicked people who only do good by the good grace of God. And so, But, it, but listen, when the grace of God moves into our life, then it ought to make a difference. And I'm thankful for the difference that the gospel has made in the lives of the people that sit in these pews here at Southwest Baptist Church week by week. And we just finished Vacation Bible School and had children here. And but we I saw people working with the kids that that I I've seen God literally change their life and and even some that didn't grow up in church. I'm thinking about a, a, one of the dear ladies of the church now. She and her husband just he grew up in church but got out of church but now they're back in church and he's back in church and and. This is all brand new to her, and she learned her very first memory verse this week. I'm telling you, it's something to be excited about. And, and so what a blessing we have to know the Lord and to be separated unto His service. But as you study the book of Judges, it's very clear that, that they lost their distinction as the people of God. And so um, he goes on to say this, if I could read just a little bit more here to help us get started uh, tonight. The book of Judges describes a nation in transition and in crisis. And listen, folks, I, I believe that uh, the United States of America is also a nation that is in a great time of transition, and I believe it's safe to say that in many ways, both physically as well as spiritually, that we are in a time of national crisis, and it's affecting us from the East Coast to the West Coast, from the North to the South, and all around. In fact, the whole world is in a state of, of upheaval and crisis, and you add to the to the pandemic that we've been in for the last several weeks, also the the all the uprisings and the unrest uh, in so many cities within our nation and rural areas as well. Listen, we are at a very transitional point. In fact, uh, Daniel Block went on to say this, that uh, in terms of ethnic and religious unity, the nation seemed determined to destroy itself. The nation seemed determined to destroy itself. In fact, my dad loved... uh, football and kind of led me into watching NFL and 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 baseball for that matter as well and that's a little bit more my favorite sport but but he at the time was a Dallas Cowboys fan this was back there in the days of Tom Landry and but but along the way dad would say things like you know that team's beating themselves it's not that the other team is beating them it's that the they are they're literally beating themselves and And you know, I I think that's true about many families and many individuals and even churches within the United States of America is that it's not that the world is beating us, but rather we're beating ourselves. Uh, In fact, uh, just a little bit more of that quote, no book in the Old Testament offers the modern church a more telling mirror than this book of the Old Testament. It's a wake up call for churches. It's a wake-up call he says that for churches because in many ways and I realize this is not the case at Heritage Baptist Church by the good grace of God, but, but it could be the case there. It could be the case here at Southwest Baptist churches and Church and other churches that are like our church right now because over the process of time, many churches in America, many of you know this, you've seen this, and it's sadly the case that many churches that once were soul winning and separated and fervent about uh, Bible preaching and and congregational music and singing now look much more like theaters and 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 uh, it's much more entertainment driven type messages and 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 the preaching is anemic and weak and and the spiritual lives are are the same and so it's being reflected in the churches and and so we need to be concerned about that so that we would note the trends what what was it that led? the nation Israel from the place where they were when they started in the book of Judges to where they were by the time you get to the end of the book. I believe that's a fair question to ask. What was it that led to the collapse of the nation? In fact, if we had more time than we could consider what's taken place and even just the examples that uh, the writer gives in, uh, in the book of Judges, both from the life of the judges themselves. And, and yes, I realize uh, that God was very much at work in the life of the judges, in fact, it starts off on a very high note, in my estimation, with Othniel, uh, the son-in-law of Caleb. Uh, Caleb means all heart. He was all in. Man, I love the the tenacity of, of Caleb and the fervency that he had, as he said, even at age 85, I hope I'm just able to say something at age 85, but... But the spunk, the spirit, the, the uh, conviction that he had that even through all that God had led them through, the 40 years of wandering through the wilderness, he didn't lose the sight of what God wanted to do with him and the nation of Israel. And he said at age 85, give me this mountain. And, and that's a wonderful determination by that older generation. Well, Othniel comes on the scene, and he and Aksa, the daughter of Caleb, they had that same spirit, that same attitude. Listen, listen folks, I, I hope you're following along with this and that this is all making sense. Listen, our, our churches, and if I could just speak that way and just kind of share some of my heart with you here tonight, that, that uh, the United States of America has been blessed uh, like many other places in the world, but certainly we could just focus right here by the presence of Bible preaching, independent fundamental Baptist churches. Let me just focus on that for a while. And, and there's a generation before us, I'm talking about before my generation. I'm, I'm 44 years old, but I am, I am still, listen, I am still reaping the benefits. And we are continuing to reap the benefits of those that... Uh, that had that soul-winning zeal and that and that that fervor in preaching and that the congregational services that were honoring to God and a help to people, but but if we're not careful, that can begin to slip and we can begin to lose what we've had, because um, in many ways my generation and those of you that are of my generation and younger. We are benefiting from the battles that were fought and won by the previous generation who started churches and and, and fought battles against liberalism and modernism and and battle for the Bible and and the preservation of God's Word and the deity of Jesus Christ and the distinctiveness of God's people and holy holy living. And if, if we are not alert to how the trends run, then we too, like the people in the book of Judges, can become, can begin rather to look more and more and more like the people of the world. One man said this, he he said the problem is is not the church and churches being in the world, but rather it's this, it's the world being in the churches. When when a boat is is floating at at at, at sea or in the ocean or, or in a river or a lake for that matter, it's not the presence of the boat or vessel, the ship in the water that is a problem, it's made to float. But rather it's this, it's when there's water that gets into the boat or into that vessel. What I'm, what I'm saying tonight is this, is that we each of us must be concerned because it's not the presence of our churches or the presence of a Christian family living in an ungodly and wicked and perverted uh, nation in which we live. By and large, our nation has, has turned its back on God and, and trying to do less and less with God himself, and, but but listen, it's it's not that we're living in this world that is to the detriment of of believers and families and churches, but rather when we allow the world's values and mentality and insights and ways of life to become. In our lives. And thus when churches get filled with worldliness or families get filled with worldliness or an individual life gets filled with worldliness, it's no wonder that it begins to sink. It's exactly what happened here in the book of Judges. The reign of man's opinion led to the decline of the nation. So in the context, you see how that the nation had drifted away from God. It's evident in the in the national leaders, and these are many of the men that that we admire. Men like Gideon. I mean, there's many parts uh, when you come to Judges six, seven, and eight, where where there are great things to admire. I mean, certainly God worked in his life. He's mentioned in the in the book of Hebrews, chapter number eleven. Uh, the same even about Samson and and some of these others. But but really and truly, what the book of Judges is illustrating is just how far advanced the world's way of thinking had crept into the nation. It had crept so far that it had begun to affect the thinking of even those that were supposed to be the role models for all the other people of Israel. And so you see it in life for the leaders. But then beginning in chapter number 17, you begin to see how that the encroachment of darkness Which, by the way, uh, the only way that darkness can take over is for light to stop shining. And so as the light stopped shining in the individual homes across the land, because they started out very well, but then darkness began to encroach upon the land. Spiritual darkness began to encroach upon the land. Then you see the likes of chapter 17, where a man says, you know, I'm going to have my own priest. And, and uh, he has even a Levite to be his priest. And, but it's so twisted because every man was doing that, which was right in his own eyes. The, the uh, elevation of man's opinion. Well, I know, you know, that's what God's word says. But I think we can see the departure from divine authority led man to king himself. Hey, let me help us all here tonight. There's only one God and we're not him. You're not him. And and so what we need to do is resign as the CEO of the universe and let God be who God is. But you see what happens as darkness is encroaching in chapter 17 and even in chapter 18 with the Danites that are traveling and they want to take another place, not the place that God had assigned to them because they too were doing that which was right in their own eyes. So that example is given in chapter 18. Chapter 19, things get even get even more twisted as a man is on a journey, he and his concubine and they uh, they have a lot of issues that we don't have time to go into, but but obviously as you study the book of... Uh, judges, and you come to chapter 19, it's one of the most difficult chapters to read as, as this woman is abused and, and all that's happened. Though listen, the, the disregard for human life, the defilement uh, of even women and the use and abuse of women, all that happened, here's why, because a nation got away from God. The reign of man's opinion led to the decline of the nation. You see, uh, wh- what they were doing here is the less involved they were in what God wanted them to do meant that they were more involved in what was going on in the world around them. And that's a danger for you as well, and as it, as it is for, for me and for all of us here at Southwest Baptist Church. Throughout the years of, of our history, just like yours, there's been a great involvement uh, in terms of spiritual service and work, the, the work of the gospel. But, but here's a correlation that we all must take heed to. The less that we're involved in God's work, the more involved we get, outside, get involved in the things that are outside of God's work. And I realize there's more that's going on in our lives than just door knocking and, and, and the work of the ministry and all those things. I get that because we've got to take kids to school and, and there's ball games, which I, I'm all in favor of that. But, but we need to beware lest we cease being involved in the work of God and being more involved in the things of the world and we lose our eternal perspective and thus you begin living for the world. Another thing I saw as I studied the book of Judges uh, was this, is that they ceased referring to themselves as all Israel. In the book of Deuteronomy, I believe it's 14 different times it refers to all Israel. In the book of Joshua, if I'm not mistaken, then it's 15 times it refers to all Israel. Only twice in the book of Judges does it refer to all Israel. See, they, they ceased to identify themselves together as the people of God. And they began to blend in more with the people that were around them. You know, I think it's important for us to note this, that this didn't happen all at one time. This happened over a series of days, months, years as it, as it unfolded. And it, at one point, it really began to ramp up and, and got rather rapid. But a big part of their problem was not that they immediately turned to idolatry, nor was it that they turned to immorality, but it was this, that they came to a point when they could not drive out a certain group of inhabitants because they had iron chariots. Now wait a minute, at what point was it that at any time in Israel's history that chariots and those that were driving them became a problem for God? Of course, he's always been able to take care of them, whether it was Pharaoh and the, the Egyptians that were chasing them into the, into the uh, place of the Red Sea where it had been on dry ground. Well, God took care of all those chariots there. And in the days of Joshua, God took care of those that had chariots. But here in the book of Judges, they got to a place where they thought God couldn't take care of this situation. I encourage you here tonight, God can take care of any situation that you find yourself in. And so the, the people here got away from God, not because they turned immediately to gross in in morality and indecent living, but rather they just stopped trusting the Lord. And right now, during this time, it's not a time for you to 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 stop. Uh, trusting the Lord, but rather it ought to be this, uh, turning to God in heaven and asking God for revival because there's only two responses when a nation is in a time of national crisis and that would either be repeating what we've been doing all along or repentance. And God, I believe, is working to lead us as a nation to a place of repentance. Another problem with Israel during this time is that they were fighting among themselves, nation or tribe against tribe, especially as you come to chapter 20 and, and uh, how Benjamin refused to repent and get things right in the national chaos that resulted there and, and then the unfolding of all the other consequences, but the, the infighting that was a problem. And let me just mention that because at this time in which our nation is so divided and there's such disunity, let me encourage you at Heritage Baptist Church that, that you, would, you would be given to unity among yourselves. And I know that that has been your way and, and it's so refreshing. But don't allow any little problem to sneak in, especially at this time. You know, I mean, I believe that the enemy is working against us to try to bring division even among us. At such a time as this, we need to stand together. And staying together within the church and having things right between families within the church and ministries within the church and spiritual leadership within the church and towards the pastor. And I, I know you love your pastor. And, and so don't let the enemy somehow work his way in to begin to cause division. And then, then there was this also, if I could mention another factor here, and all this is under one, one heading that I'm, I'm building up to, but another factor is this, is that they there was a lack of spiritual leadership. As they tried to turn to somebody to get direction, then there was a lack of it. And, and you know, um, I'm concerned because the, the need in America, even for pastors, is greater than the supply. The demand is greater than the supply. And, and so let, let, me, let me challenge you, and, and then you think about this also, in terms of the mission field. And the number of people and missionaries that are aging and coming off the mission field and yet the need is skyrocketing. And then the need of Those that would lead congregations and congregational singing with heart and fervor and zeal. There's a great need there for those that would would do music. And there's a need for teachers and there's a need for bus workers. And there's a need for those that would do discipleship and soul winning and just the work of the ministry. The need is greater sometimes than the supply. And that's how it was in the days of Judges. Why why is that? Well, because of this, the reign of man's opinion led to national decline. See, when every man does that which is right in his own eyes, he's forsaken the authority that is found in God's Word. And folks, listen, tonight we need to realize that when you get away from the authority of God's Word, you're, you're departing ultimately from the authority of God And when you get away from the authority of God's word in your marriage, then your marriage is on a decline. When you get away from the authority that is found right here in the word of God about how to parent, then you're you're in a a state of, of beginning to decline. Your finances, when you get away from what God says, you're in a state of decline. When churches get away from what God says, they're in a state of decline. When a nation gets away from, uh, from what God says, then that nation is in a state of decline, regardless of how affluent that nation thinks that it is or how much progress that nation may think it is. It's actually in a state of decline. Even as I read recently in my Bible reading in Revelation chapter number three about the church of Laodicea that thought they were increased and had goods and and everything seemed to be going fine and yet Jesus rebuked them because of their lackadaisical spirit and the way that they had departed from his authority because any church that gets away from God's authority, regardless of how affluent it may seem, is actually in a state of spiritual decline. And that would apply to any Bible college. And I appreciate the fact that you pray so often and fervently for Heartland Baptist Bible College. But I'll tell you this, uh, dear folks, that anytime we get away from the authority of God's word and we begin to do that, which is right in our own eyes, whether it's in terms of of the Bible or in terms of ministry or in terms of music or in terms of whatever else it may be, then then we begin to get into a state of decline. I mean, you just study the history of even Bible colleges and churches and nations upon this earth and you see that Anytime that we begin to do that which is right in our own eyes, you begin to go down a state of decline. I uh, grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Our claim to fame there is the uh, Corvettes. That's where all the Corvettes are assembled uh, together. It's a very unique place. If If you're ever in Bowling Green, then it's a great place to visit the Corvette Museum. Well, a few years ago, I believe the year was 2014, in uh, the major showroom, it's a showroom that's larger than the platform here. I mean, it's a rather large uh, showroom. A certain time of the morning, I believe it was about five or so in the morning, the, the motion cameras detected some problems, some, some movement and activity there in that showroom. What happened, and as where I live is very well known for sinkholes and And uh, maybe some certain parts of California, of course, and Florida and other parts of our nation known that way. And, of course, in Kentucky, uh, we're known for Mammoth Cave and all the cave system. So what happened there is there was a major, listen to this, a major sinkhole that was there under that showroom. And about that time, early hour of the morning, that whole showroom just completely collapsed And I believe it was about uh, 15 different cars that went down. I mean, these expensive, very rare. I'm talking about some of the more uh, collector level of of vehicles that went down in that sinkhole and they were able to recover some of them. But I forget the number now, maybe eight or so that were just totally demolished and, and just destroyed. Why did that happen? Well, even though they did not understand or realize it at the time, there's a certain type of, of a sinkhole that develops because of what's called cover collapse. Cover collapse. Some sinkholes take place over time because of erosion, and, and you can see it, it's sinking down, sinking down. But then there's others, you don't know it until it's nearly too late, as that erosion is taking place underneath the surface. In many ways, I'm afraid what's happened in the United States of America. So there's been a constant state of erosion. And at first, maybe it was not even to where we could detect it. But at a point, uh, much of our nation is beginning to collapse. Well, that's how it is in our nation, but that doesn't have to be how it is in your home. It doesn't have to be how it is in your church. Even if our, listen, even if our nation, our whole nation, if our nation does not have a revival You as an individual can have a revival. You as a church family can have a revival. Your family can have a revival. How do we do that? You get back to what God said in his word. The reign of man's opinion brings brings national chaos and decline. But when we allow God to be God and we get back under his authority, then regardless of the state of, e, of, of events and situation, God begins to revive a people and build up an individual and to restore those maybe that even drifted away from him. I'm thankful to God for his good grace in our lives that enables us to get back to where we ought to be. The book of Ruth. We don't have time here tonight, but if you just glance your eyes down, maybe if you're still there in Judges chapter 21 and verse 25, then you can see that it came to pass in the days of the Judges. That there was a man named Elimelech, and we don't have time to get into that story. But basically, he led his family at a time of trouble. Instead of turning to God, he led his family away from the people of God and went and dwelt in Moab, and the consequences were great. In fact, he traded, as Warren we said, one famine for three funerals his own and then his two sons. Devastating effects of getting out of God's will in a time of trouble. But I'm thankful uh, tonight that even when we do wrong and we get out of God's will, every man does that which is right in his own eyes, I'm thankful that our great God in heaven is able to bring us back. And that's what he did in the life of Naomi. And then also in the life of this young lady named Ruth who was a Moabitish woman. And isn't it amazing and a testimony to the good grace of our God that he put even Ruth in the lineage of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, folks, tonight, regardless of how far away our nation has gone, God is still on the throne. And God is still able to revive his people in the midst of these days. And he's able to stir up his people and to bring us back to where we need to be. But the reign of man, it's opinion leads to national decline. A few weeks ago, and I'll conclude with this tonight, um, had occasion to go fishing at a member's uh, property, had a really nice uh, pond and a uh, pond really or lake nearly that was shared with other neighbors. And so he was pointing out to me as to where the property line was, even that goes through the water. And, and I was mindful of that. And i I was in a kayak, a, a, a pedal, one that you could pedal and steer is really a nice one. And he let me use that. And I was getting used to it and fishing along the bank and fish all the way around, you know, and catching some decent sized bass. And, but then I got over here to this property line and, and I knew it was relatively close there, but I thought, you know, I bet there's a big bass just right laying near that, that line. And I was doing that, which was right in my own eyes. I believe you can see where this is going. Nowhere good, right? So anyways, I was casting in there. It's a pretty windy day. Of course, it's Oklahoma, right? And so I was casting in there and Man, I hooked into something big and was reeling it in. And, and I, I wasn't across that line, but that fish was. But I, I fished him out of there and brought him in and got him up in the boat. And Somehow, about the time I got him in that, in that kayak, he got loose and fell down right kind of between my legs there and the pedals. And, and I'm trying to handle the fish, hold the pole. And I thought, man, I need to get a picture of that fish. And, and at the same time, and so I got my phone out, about to take a picture. The next thing I know, the boat is upside down. And I had to turn it back over, and it was deep enough to where I couldn't touch the bottom. I had to get to the side, and fish got away, lost my favorite pole. Why? Because I was doing that which was right in my own eyes. You know, when you begin to do that which is right in your own eyes, you may find yourself upside down. What do you do? Well, what, what do we do? What do we do as a nation right now as we're upside down, so to speak, spiritually. Is it safe to say that? What does a family do if you find yourself upside down? Well, you, you get things right with God. You get things turned right side up. You, you get back, you get to where you need to be and you don't give up. You keep fishing. Let me encourage you tonight. Keep fishing for men in that Bay Area. There's still so many souls that need salvation right there. And God's using you. Yes, our nation is in a time of state of deterioration and national decline because we've done that which is right in our own eyes. But you ought to do that which is right in God's eyes. And I know he can give you that help. We're certainly praying for you. And trust that this has been a blessing and a help to you here tonight. And we're going to continue praying for you. And we appreciate as you continue praying for us.